So it's been a tough go of it the past two months. I've been absent and I was trying really hard to work on getting the schedule down and getting working and doing the podcast more frequently. If you can kind of hear I'm a little nasally because I was sick. But that's just, that's not even a half of it. Um, I was trying to do, you know, I set, set my plans in motion and I fell flat. Um, where to start? I, my dog died the week I was supposed to record, um, because I was going to do every week, and then I changed, I was going to do every other week, well, the week, the other, every other week from that last podcast. So the, the other week from the, the week after my podcast, my dog died. Well, we had to put her down because she had some gross. She was just in pain and not. She was up and up and down, like having inconsistent days. But uh, it was really rough. And my wife had a tough go of it. So, and that was just the start of it. I only got the ball rolling. Um, just last month, like that was January, and last month my dad uh, had his foot amputated because he had a he had uh, clots in his ankle, and that was really tough. And that's been taking up a lot of my time trying to help him out, help him tr- transition to not having the mobility he used to have, and he's still waiting around for. A, prosthetic and he has a lot of other things going on in his life and I'm just trying to mediate and help out as best I can. My mother-in-law had her garage burned down. Uh, They have uh, an electric car and I'm not saying that's what happened. They don't know why, what started the fire. Um, but their car burned down in the fire and burned their electrical in the house. Luckily the garage is detached from the house, but it cut the power and they're living in a hotel. I hope they don't mind me giving all this information out. I'm just thinking about it. You never know. Some people don't like their stuff being broadcast to tons of people dozens of of listeners of my podcast my famous podcast but then there's all the other excitement that I missed out on for the past two months like the Kings made big news uh, giving away their potential superstar in Tyrese Halliburton not really going to go into it too much but it was a wild ride because we got DeMontis Sabonis who's a two time all star 
I don't think he was a starter though, but it's a pretty good thing to good uh return for what well, we traded uh Halliburton and Buddy Heald for her. Then we get traded Bagley for Dante DiVincenzo and and it changed the team's chemistry like they're it, it rejuvenated them and that's really fun and we also got Justin Holiday and uh, Jeremy Lamb and what are we oh and Josh Jackson Josh Jackson a number three pick I think two or three when we drafted Darren Fox he was drafted before Darren Fox so that's interesting he, also, he hasn't really made a name for himself so far, but hopefully uh, over the offseason we can work him into the squad. But um, in the Super Bowl, I didn't even get to do any kind of Super Bowl stuff. But I'm not, I wasn't too thrilled about it anyways because I'm not a big LA fan and it was just kind of sickening with them being hosting the Super Bowl and it was between my Niners and them and they've somehow were able to win with Aaron Donald being the the reason why which I'm not complaining like he did really good they did really good the Niners got beat but it's just a weird coincidence and I, hate, I don't like coincidences Especially like that kind of coincidence. I'm a little, you know, it's it's a touchy subject after the way the Lakers beat the Kings 20 years ago, and how the how basketball fans and and the like uh, just don't. They're very unconcerned about it. I'll just put it that way. But I'm just I'm also not an LA fan. Like I don't like the Lakers, don't like the Dodgers now. The Rams are just they're they're alright. They're they're not a you know, they're new. They're not deep seated like the Dodgers. Um but that's just super fandom kinda coming and showing showing its colors. And the Lakers suck too, but you know, we don't care about them. They're doing pretty bad. Um, some big news that just happened recently with Russell Wilson is on the Broncos now and Wentz is now uh, on the Commanders and also the Commanders. The Redskins are the Commies now interesting um, and in other news the mandates are over with they're a thing of the past and Russia is paving the road to World War 3 so there's your politics all wrapped up in a bow and I'm not really going to go into it 
I've gone too far into it, and I recorded an episode. I've recorded a couple episodes, but I haven't posted any because they're just not a good quality. One of them, the last one I recorded, was really dour. I didn't, I didn't like the how it turned out, and so I'm making strides to work on it. Like I was talking about things and like I was kind of getting disheartened because like I was talking about some goals of mine being like a comedian and stuff and then it's kind of got to a weird like couple moments where I took a step back and was like I don't really want to post this. But I also um, got a bit more political than I was focusing, than from what I was intending to focus on. And my main view on politics, I just don't care about other people's thoughts. Because people nowadays are, there's a lot of people like me and my wife who are middle of the road and can have a discussion and not really, you know, dive too deep and start with the arguing that a lot of people on the far right and far left have been getting into. Um, but my thoughts are those people, the left, like, it's all just obnoxious, the left and the right. You know, the, the whole mass thing was ridiculous. And I'm not talking about the ma wearing masks. My opinion, I don't really care what other people do. I don't like the idea of masks and like people wearing them because I think it's stupid. But they can do stupid things. I, it doesn't bother me. It just makes me feel like we're becoming China. Because China has been wearing surgical masks a decade now but that's my opinion I don't care wear a mask but don't tell me to if I'm completely fine and I got vaccinated and you know understand the idea of safety you know keeping safe but like the outcry of saving lives wearing a mask it just is very sensationalized and normal citizens running around policing everyone else, policing, you know, everyone else in the community is dumb and should not, people shouldn't be taking part in that. Of course, that's just so how some people are, but it's obnoxious. And, it's, and the thing with like, just everything. Everything that happens politically. The whole presidency. all Everything that has to do with any president of any stature. Like JFK. Ridiculous how people feel about him. You know, people love him. Like I listen to talk radio. And there's like a quip that keeps getting played. Talking about something about the Kardashians. 
And then the guy was like, I love my president, but I, every time I hear, I have to hear about the Kardashians, it makes me sick. And I get it. That's funny. haha. But like the sentiment, I love my president, it just, and it, it was, I'm sure, I think it was, I'm positive it was when Trump was in office because he did something. He pardoned a friend of the Kardashians or something, so that made news. So the guy was talking about Donald Trump, you know, one of the most despicable people in the world. And he's like, I love him. I love my president. And maybe, you know, as an offhand kind of comment, but choose your words, man. Anyways, same thing with um, President Biden. The dude's a goof. And people think he's he is more than he is. You know what he is, is stubborn. He won't, you know, he, he makes the wrong choice and he can't come out and say, you know, I made a mistake. And he can't own it. Or if he does own it, it's something very small and something insignificant. But, uh, like a, a good example would be, like with uh, the whole Afghanistan thing, he thinks he did the, the right thing, and he thinks, you know, we, we needed to get out of there. And it's like, yeah, nobody's disagreeing with you. What everyone's disagreeing with you is, you should have handled it better. Like, you created a vacuum taking all of our protection to our people with Taliban still there. Like, obviously, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but you'd be a dummy if you didn't assume that they were going to be there. Like, that's the whole point we were there, is to keep them at bay. It just, it, it's dumb. And he won't, it's not, he thinks that he can focus on the fact that we were leaving Afghanistan, and that's what, you know, he was right about. Don't focus on what he was wrong about. And it's like, dude, you don't learn if you don't admit what your mistakes are. It's just... It's a very bad, uh, bad thing for impressionable youths to see the most important man in the country doing. And uh, everything that's happening with the war going on in Ukraine, like, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, is being shown to be a big, like, uh, he's gaining inspiration for his country, which is great, but it's all media-driven, so who knows how much of it's true. I mean, I'm sure a lot of it is, but a lot of it is just propaganda to get keep the morale in Ukraine high, which I'm not against it what I am against is like people like thinking he is more than he is and he's been really good at like humbling himself and saying that you know he's more than he's not 
more than what his image is. You know, and he's handled it really well, but how much of that is him and how much of it is Putin, you know, controlling everything and who knows what is going on behind closed doors with Putin and everyone's like thinking, oh, um, Russia's struggling and Ukraine's putting up more of a fight than they, than Russia intended, like, and was assuming, but it's a, it's a war of attrition, that's what our wars are now, and guess who wins that battle with a hundred thousand troops compared to the, you know, millions of people that left Ukraine. The only thing keeping Ukraine a country is the President Zelensky being smart and not evacuating and not making himself open to assassination. Because that's how you lose a war. I don't know if, like, people, like, with Biden, oh, we'll give you a way out for your protection. It's like, you know, a way out is a surrender to Putin. Him evacuating the country is surrendering the country to Putin. And you would think that our president would understand that, but it's just, it's ridiculous. Anyways, I have a show to run, people. Let's get it going. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Shout to my little friend. Hello. No, I'm just getting warmed up. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Nation's famous. Nation's famous podcast. You want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Do you want me to get naked and start the revolution? Nation's famous. Nation's famous podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Nations Famous Podcast. I am Zach Nations. Um, I was thinking about it. One of the problems I was having was my writing. I'm not a writer, like a script writer. And I've done stand-up at our local little stand-up place. We have like two places that are pretty popular. One of them being called Laughs Unlimited. And I did a couple of uh, stand-up routines-ish, I guess you call it. They give you like five minutes, maybe less, I don't know. <coughs> I never really paid attention and like 
there's a light that goes that they turn on and it you know it tells you when when you're up you know when your time's up I never really I kind of like got lost in what I was saying and wasn't really paying attention but it, it feels like you're up there forever five minutes feels like a long time like you know you're listening to this podcast you you know check the time right now and then in five minutes and you can tell that wow that's a long time it's a long time for me to be podcasting I've been podcasting 20 something minutes already it feels like it's been you know well over an hour that was on my intro my cold open but uh but doing stand up I was I've I wrote jokes and I didn't like them like you know reading them and preparing and going over what I wrote they just don't sound right on paper and I did them when I went on stage and a couple of them did pretty well but one one night I just did terrible and I had some friends from work come to see it and that was embarrassing did some bit about killing a fly I, uh, the execution was bad the joke was decent it revolved around you know Oh, that person, he's so innocent, he wouldn't harm a fly. Kind of like uh, the monologue in Psycho at the end. Spoiler alert, uh, he's a fly. He's he's a fly um, sympathizer, but he's a murderer. That's what the movie's about. It's a horror movie. I'm sure you would piece it together, but but the end, he's, it's like, oh, he wouldn't hurt a fly, and it's like the mom narrating, because he's a, he's psych, he's psycho, so it's he's doing a crazy narration about his mom saying he's innocent, even though she's dead. But uh, so my whole little bit I was doing was like, you know, oh. What about guys that are like innocent anyways but fucking hate flies? And then I like had paper and I was like, I rolled it up and it was just like acting it out like, Oh, I'm gonna kill this damn fly! Get this fly out of here! And that leads me into uh, what I was talking about in my last podcast that I didn't want on the podcast. I've been listening to Fly on the Wall is a podcast by two SNL alums who are two of my favorite not my favorite favorite but two of the guys I really like uh, Dana Carvey and David Spade and they're funny that's a funny podcast um, but I've been listening to it and then I recorded a podcast where I was kind of being dickish and like trying to do impersonations and like impersonating them and it just it sounded really off color and like I was thinking it over I was like man what a you know hey 
maybe David Spade and Dana Carvey might actually listen to my podcast and hear it and go, man, screw this guy. And be like, man, that impression's terrible. Like my Dana Carvey impression is basically just him doing a Jimmy Carter, not Jimmy Carter, president, yeah. I can't even do a Jimmy Carter impression. But no, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a wonderful life. That's terrible. That's a terrible impression. That was my my impression of Dana Carvey doing a terrible Jimmy Stewart impression. And I had a joke about doing impressions and just being like, "Oh, I'm not I'm not good at impressions." The only the only voices I do well are the ones in my head. The the rim shot is wasn't part of my joke. Then I when I read it, read it, read it when I wrote it, but uh, I thought it would add to this element of recounting bad jokes. But speaking of bad jokes, I used to do stand up, bay but um, but doing stand up was fun. I really enjoyed it and I really think you know I've been itching to do it again but it's been about 13 years but um it'd probably be really bad because a lot of what was helping me back in the 13 years ago days was I was young and hungry and hopeful and like I had dreams and aspirations and now I'm not that person I talked about it a couple of podcast episodes ago how I'm not that person anymore you should go listen to it it's about time it's the title of the episode it's about time and it's an episode about time you like that? it's a double entendre Anyways, um, I was on doing stand-up, my impression of stand-ups, not impression like, you know, voices like I was just talking about, but what I've taken from doing a stand-up routine on a stage is, uh, it was very easy as my crowd was only 12 people. And I've, and I could tell right away if a joke was good or if it was bad. Because there's 12 people. It was bad and you, you know, you can't hear, you know, any laughter. You already know right away. If it's good, you hear some people laughing. You know, you get 12 people laughing, you did a good job. And I can't imagine doing a whole concert of, you know, a thousand, more, over a thousand people. I don't, you know, I can't even imagine doing that in my lifetime. But just thinking about it and like, you know, if you do a bad joke with a thousand people, sure, you know, silence with a thousand people, that's pretty noticeable. But then you do good with a thousand people, 
you have to do really good. There's no in between. <laughs> There's no like, you know, make 12 people laugh in a crowd of a thousand people. Good luck. And that's what I aspire to now that I'm older and rational. Um, but that was my joke. Ha 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 ha. What else do I have? Um, I also don't really perform, you know, the way stand-up comedians perform. They put on an act. They, they, uh, have a character and they do their kind of niche comedy where they do their, they do a routine where they wrote out a script and, or maybe not a script, but they have a script of jokes and they have their character where that's not really them. It's like them, but kicked up a notch or two, like, like Emeril Lagasse, bam, kick it up a notch. That's my impression for the day, other than the bad Jimmy Stewart, Dana Carvey impression. One other thing with the Fly on the Wall podcast, and I've been listening to that a lot. Uh, it's new, so I'm jumping right in. Uh, but I've been listening to old Conan that I've been missing out on, because I kind of have this thing where I get into like a podcast or get into some something I really like like YouTubers and stuff like I'll just go crazy on it and binge and just you know gotta see all and then I oversaturate myself and then I kind of fall off on that like I was watching uh, Wheezy Waiter which is a YouTuber my wife introduced me to uh, during the pandemic, I got really into it, and I was, you know, I was watching all his old YouTube stuff, and just, he was cracking me up, and I was, I was laughing hard at a lot of his, uh, videos, like, he has my kind of funny bone, so when I, when I fall off, then it's like, you know, I don't really, it's not that I don't find it funny, it's just I don't have an interest in like, oh, let me go see a new episode, and I'm sure you can relate to how everyone feels about my podcast, by everyone I mean everyone listening, by everyone listening I mean my nephews, and my brother-in-law, and a couple people I know on Facebook, and Twitter, and and some surprises in there that I don't know they're you're listening. Um, and if you told me, I'd be pretty astounded. Happy and astounded and scared that I said something that I probably shouldn't have about you. So if you, you know, you have come to that point where I did, I apologize in advance. And in the past 
in the future and in the past. I apologize all around. Um, anyways, what was my point? So I was listening, so when I listen to like podcasts like Conan, like I can, I fall off on Conan and then I'll come back and um, really, I watched, I listened to his podcast, like I watched his TV show, his late night show. I really liked his, his skits that he does and like all the stuff before the interviews and then you know, the interviews were always hit or miss, and it depended on the interview uh, person. So that's kind of how I've been treating the podcast. But, you know, the interviews are great. And then, but I, I tend to have a habit because I want, you know, I'm, in my mind, I'm a performer and a comedian and all that jazz. I'm sure there's people out there who feel the same way where listening to the interview you just kind of want to butt in and answer your question or you you envision yourself in the interview in the interviewer chair interviewee chair and answering the question as if it was phrased for you. Of course mine my, my usually when I I'm introduced is like talk about how, you know, going to the joke of, oh, when's your actual guest showing up, you know, I'm the guest uh, producer or something, <laughs> but yeah, so that's a dive into my mindset. Um, and like another thing I was going into in my unreleased episode was um, just wanting to be on Saturday Night Live and then I uh, went on to just kind of make fun of David Spade and Dana Carvey in a way that I wasn't proud of by proud of, I mean embarrassed and uh, ashamed of. That being said, I, won't, I also made a good point that I didn't think I would fit in that kind of environment that they thrive on in Saturday Night Live, where I think I'd probably be decent as a host, which, hello, not going to happen have to be like uber famous to be a host and the only famous I am is nation's famous podcast famous whereas in it's in title only but uh, but I think you know that's another thing that I listening especially to the fly on the wall podcast um, I think of like how I would be being a guest host on Saturday Night Live and like the skits that I would come up with and I thought a, a good one about uh, pixie dust and how you have to think happy thoughts and like a good skit would be uh, them flying around and then 
asking each other, you know, excitedly, what, what's your happy thought? And like, you know, flashback to, oh, uh, Michael's was, oh, I like, my happy thought is getting a new truck for Christmas and playing with it in the sandbox. And, oh, that's so fun. Oh, that's a great happy thought. That makes me happy too. Ha ha. And then they go to, what was his name? Thomas. Tommy. I don't remember their names. Jimmy. James. Jason. Billy. William. I don't know. But then they get to Wendy and it's, you know, it shows her just orgasmic. And then it gets all raunchy and you kind of get where I'm going with it. And then they just, you know, the whole sketch is them, is her just being bashful and like not wanting to, uh, not wanting to give her secret happy thought away and like coming up with other kind of pseudo happy thoughts and them seeing right through it and like goading her to, to give her, give up her happy thoughts. And I thought it was great. I think that was brilliant. But I also think, you know, they come up with ideas for the past, what, 50 years? And there's tons of ideas that get thrown out. And so what's the chance that that's an original thought? There are no more original thoughts. What am I thinking? I'm not a genius. I almost named my podcast Mr. Know-It-All. Mr. Know-It-All's podcast. I tried doing a YouTube channel called Mr. Know-It-All. And I put it on Reddit. And they said, You sound like a person in the subreddit. I am very smart. And then someone else was like, You seem very lonely I want to give you a hug or something like that I'm like god damn it I don't know that much I guess I don't know should just name it Mr. I don't know it all <laughs> it's funny but uh I didn't do that but I do know like I know quite a lot but that doesn't really roll off the tongue the Mr. Nine know quite a lot I know some of it all but that's a story for a different day um, I felt that Mr. Know-it-all was a little pretentious but then I decided to name my podcast Nation's Famous Podcast because it's you know, a little un it's not it's not as you know, showy. It's not as cocky. I'm not an arrogant person. I'm just famous for nothing. Not even famous. I'm famous for not being famous. How do you like that? Um Which is funny because 'cause I'm very humble. I'm the most humble person. Been hearing that joke a lot lately. So I'm such and such. Well, I've said something that they're this and that, and they're like, "I'm I've got humility. I'm the most humble person you've ever met. I'm sure of it." 
It's like, can I keep repeating it? I didn't hear that one a thousand times. Nobody has original thoughts. See, I'm proving my point already. I've been having having a hard time, like, in finding inspiration to record for my episodes. You know, not just with everything going on in my life, just piling on me. But uh, I'm always trying to talk myself into recording and, like, I have to be like, just do it. Just record. Just do it, eh? Just do it. Get on there. Just just put it, go on there and put on an act and do your, do your recording, huh? That's my impression of uh, my nephews. They're the ones that are always telling me to just go on and just record. I want to hear another episode. Record. Come on. Just do it. Then I have other things, you know, that occur. I'm a very distractible kind of person. Like, I'll just... Um, I'll, I have laundry, like, all over the house. Folded, but not put away, because... Like, I just took some laundry into the... Threw it on my bed, so that it's closer to, like, where it needs to be put away. But then, like, in doing that, I remember, oh yeah, I need to trim my nail because it's bothering me whenever I have a bo something bothering me I have to like especially my nails I either pick the hell out of them to where they're I'm, an in, I'm injured you know open sores hang nails are the worst because I just pull the shit out of them and they tear all the way down to my whatever that thing's called my wife knows what it is but then like so I do that, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I need to get a drink. I was thinking about getting my getting the water out of the freezer, out of the freezer, out of the fridge. So then I go into the kitchen, and I'm like, ah, oh, these dishes are piling up. So I unload the dishwasher, and I remember, oh yeah, I was getting a drink. So I pulled the drink out of the fridge, and I'm like, oh, what else is in here? And then I grab some food, so then I put it in the microwave, and I you know, cook it, and I have my water, and so I walk out, and I go into the laundry, and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to podcast today, so I need to turn on a computer, and then I podcast, and get done, and then I walk into the kitchen, and my wife's like, you have something in the microwave, it went off in half an hour ago, or more than like an hour, hour and a half ago, you know, however long my podcasts are. Anyways, um, I think I have ADHD. I don't know if I, th I did a recording where I talked about what kind of symptoms I thought I had pertaining to ADHD and I'm watching a new YouTube channel about ADHD. It's called like How to ADHD or something like that. And I thought that a lot of it pertained to what I've experienced in my life and how I've masked it, you know, from an early age. Um, I have a lot of anxiety, so one of the things I worry about is 
you know, I think I have ADHD, but then, you know, I'm going to go to a doctor and they're going to be like, you have generalized anxiety disorder, you dummy. Because that's kind of how things go in my life, inside my head. But I th I, another idea I had was, oh, I can do a podcast about this and have all my listeners, all 30 or 40 of you, tell me what you think about my diagnosis. Then I thought really hard about it because um, I do that. That's good ideas, and then I run them, run them back around to see what what I was talking about. And I didn't want to go through with that idea because I didn't really want to be disingenuous about something that people actually have and people listening, you know, who have been diagnosed with it, and me being and me making a mockery of it. I didn't feel like, you know, I felt responsible for not being a dick, but, and also, I could have something completely different, like, uh, paranoid schizophrenia, which I probably also have. Um, also, I just don't want to get some redditor response where someone's like that is completely off base you should feel bad about your life because you've completely misdiagnosed and are misinforming everybody and and this is what you actually have it's acute paranoia you don't even have schizophrenia you dumb dumb Sure, you're, you're listening to this and going, ah, who cares? Do it anyways. Nobody cares about what everyone else thinks. You shouldn't care about what everyone else thinks. This is your podcast. You should do whatever you want. You know, you have people listening. So, you know, make this a, make it a you decision and you just got to own it. You just can't listen to what other people are getting offended about. Because they probably aren't. And that's something that I'd probably tell myself. So you're clever. But what do you know about this kind of stuff? This is a business, kid. You know. I should worry about what, what uh, people who aren't my regular listeners thinking when I'm making a mockery of something that people take um, that people are afflicted with you know these, this day and age people people take offense to it and you can't offend anybody because that's not what comedy is all about I guess I don't know I'm not a comedian Anyways, I say, I, I talk to you in this manner, assuming that you're a high school person. 
because I know high schoolers are listening. My nephews, one of my nephews almost in high school, another nephew is in high school, another nephew thinks he doesn't need high school. But I say, what do you know about business? It's 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 a tough business, man. It's tough. And then they go, I don't know anything about business. How does that pertain to business? And I adore that because that's great. You should that's how that's the kind of attitude you should have. You know. You don't know about something, admit to it and get information. You know, you're not the president of the United States. Sorry, I kind of got, uh, my emotions got away from me. Another thing I want to talk about, I want to talk about the Batman. That one I saw, I saw that movie. Spoilers, I'm not going to talk about it yet, but spoilers when I do talk about it. I'm not really going to uh, refrain from spoiling it because it's great and you should go see it already before I get to that um, I have a lot of material like not just for this podcast but I have a lot of it uh, written like I kind of take notes on my phone phone which I freaking dropped and I'm waiting on my new phone which I ordered on my birthday and I don't even have a ship date and I pre-ordered it and the shipping date I bought it through Best Buy and like I can go on the enter on the website and order one and it'll be here within the week but my order doesn't have a shipping date and I don't know when I'm gonna get it so how can I go on the internet go on the website Get it now. Have it delivered within a week. When I pre-ordered it, no shipping date. I probably won't get it for like two weeks. Explain that to me. I'll wait. I'm listening. Go ahead. Keep going. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep, yep. Did that. Yep. Been complaining to everyone. Nobody gives a shit. It's another freaking problem I've been having freaking fracking frick what I was getting at is one of the things I wanted to talk about going going on about my the difficult difficulties I have uh, finding inspiration to go record even though I have tons of material in my head and written in my phone is my writing for one for one my writing can use some well I don't I don't write in that way I perform like I go out and I improvise is what I've been doing I've been going through my notes but I've mostly been talking and that's how I come up with the things I want to talk about like I'll just be thinking it up but I'll be at work, so 
but I'll be at work, so I won't be able to record it until later, and then when I get home, I don't remember it, so I have to write it down. So what I do is I write down the joke, but I don't, it's all about context, and I don't remember, like, what I was thinking about before that came up as a joke, so I don't have anything to set it up, and so you see where I'm getting with this. So it, one of the things I was thinking about is, you know, there's, there's courses and there's things that people say and like, oh, you should do this and you should do that, but you shouldn't do this, but you should do this. And then like, oh, when you're talking to the microphone, you should like really get into it and put on a voice and make love to the microphone. And at that point, I'm like, no, well, that's not something I'm going to do. And then I realized in that, that I really like telling people no. Like I've been, I was, then I went into a whole rabbit hole in my head, like all the times that like I've had, like I just like, not just p telling people no, like people, especially people of authority, like supervisors, and not really just telling them no, but like, you know, not taking them seriously as superiors because I think it's ridiculous you know and I'm the kind of person I'll do what you tell me if you have something for me to do I'll do it if you explain to me what you need done I try as hard as I can to pay attention I'm pretty good at keeping up with what I'm told so I'm very uh, useful and I can get taken advantage of because you know especially a low-paying job, I'll do whatever you want. People, in, you know, that managers and and whatnot, they'll take complete advantage of that, you know, of a hard worker. And, um, and I don't really, I'm not too fond of being taken advantage of, you know, especially when I'm a hard worker and and I know it and I'm a good listener but uh, that's one of the reasons why I had a hard time with the Air Force is you know the authority part but my point being I do like to be very difficult to people who are bossy. Like people who like to boss me around or anybody around. Like I was thinking, this is what came, brought this to my, the front of my mind when I was thinking it all over. There's a James Corden. I was, I was listening to like one of the karaoke in the car thing, carpool karaoke, which is clever. Um, but I don't like James Corden, and I never liked him, and then I realized he was an asshole, you know, to, uh, he felt superior to other people, and, and, like, thinking about that, I'm just like, wow, just like if, you know, and then, like, one of those things where I'm like, ooh, if, if I was in his presence, you know, if I were to become famous and have to do a press junket and be put on the James Corden show like how would that be 
because I just don't like people that are that way. And I'm sure he's very nice to like celebrities that he gets to interview and but I'm sure there's like ways that he's not nice and they're just like bossy and you know I'm just curious how he'd handle like difficult people being that he's it sounds like he's a he's a difficult person to deal with but man bossy people Then I'm also, when I'm thinking of how, you know, how my writing, how I need to perform, and how, like, I was listening to one of the podcasts, and they were, like, talking about how there's a difference between performing and acting, and you gotta, you know, when you get a role for, to act, be an actor, you can't be trying to perform to get a joke to get a, you know, get a laugh, you just have to act, and there's a certain way about it, and, like, that's something that I understand, but I'd also be a difficult person, difficulty, being difficult is, like, a family trait, all the men in my family are very difficult, and in a funny way, for an audience, where it's even, you know, it's, we go ham on it. You can ask my wife. Um, you can't ask her, but you should. Like you should. That's who to have a good frame of reference. But the way that I perform is, I like to perform the way I act, and I act the way I perform. Um, that's why I like doing things off the cuff because it's more natural and tends to be it's really good with improv improvisation uh, I did you know in drama in high school I was in the drama classes and that was my strength and a lot of it was because I watched a lot of Whose Line Is It Anyway which is a big improv like uh, what are they called workshops kind of things and they uh, do all the games all the improv kind of games and so I try to like pretend I'm on whose line is it anyway and do things like that but uh, but like there's people that are like you you're not a performer if you if you can't if you act you know if that's the way you perform you're not performing so you're technically you're not a performer and I'm just like fuck you perform however the fuck I want to perform you know I'm like a fucking eh, what the fuck you talking about huh like this fucking guy fucking I can't perform cause you don't perform the way you want me to perform eh fuck you oh yeah I curse in this podcast I don't know if I've I think I should have have like a explicit content explicit I think I should have an explicit content warning like at some point did a joke about it 
in one of my unposted episodes about having hemorrhoids and how they're a pain in the ass. And then I went on to go, oh yeah, um, this content isn't suitable for children. So, you know, if your kids are listening to the podcast, or if your kids want to listen to the podcast, don't fucking let them. Something like that. The joke was a lot better when I conceived it in my brain. When I said something foul. Then when I did it then, and doing it now, it it doesn't feel right. I'm all about feeling. This is all this is a podcast about feelings. Yeah, put that in your pipe and smoke it. It's gonna be my catchphrase. Anyways, the Batman. I had a really good music. I'm not really gonna review it. It's not gonna be like a technical review. I'm gonna talk about it, how great I thought it was, and it wasn't that great. Everyone, uh, I love, this is what I love to do. This is one of my things that I do. Aside from telling people no. Uh, I like giving a bad review to a movie that everyone loves. A lot of times it's warranted. Like Avatar, fuck that movie. I liked it, but fucking everyone went nuts about it. It's not the greatest thing ever that happened to fucking cinema, you motherfuckers. That's right, now I'm getting real explicit. I did the warning, explicit warning. Now all bets are fucking off. Now I'm going to curse the whole time I talk about how shitty Avatar is and give away the ending that the whole planet will fucking die if they get uh, the unobtainium. The fucking dumbest, dumbest thing to call your MacGuffin in a movie. Everyone thought it was the greatest thing ever. It's called, you can't take it away from their planet. You can't obtain it. It's unobtainium. The fucking thing. And that's what they call it. Like, you come up with a name of things. Great. You know, magnesium. What the fuck is they come up with that name? I don't know. Sodium. You know, all these elements. This is another element. Unobtainium. It's like fucking lazy writing. Anyways, let's keep on going with Avatar because it has a sequel coming out soon. And it's really fucking annoying because it's been 12 years. And they've been talking about this stupid sequel. It's going to have four sequels. There's, you know, it's in a lineup of four movies coming out for it. It's just so stupid. And the whole story is contrived of Pocahontas. And, you know, that's not an original thought. It's something I read online, and it makes tons of sense. Go look it up. Look up uh, the how Avatar relates to Pocahontas. So anyways, the Batman. Way better than Avatar. There you go. There's my review. My review of the Batman is a hundred times better than Avatar. Fucking Avatar gonna be my rating system was it better or worse than avatar everything's gonna be better than avatar it doesn't matter
I'm leaving that burp in too. Now I got my juices flowing. I've already done an hour of the podcast. This is usually when I turn it off. But now I'm just freaking flowing. I can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. So here's the thing. The Batman. Number one, I don't I've never liked the that title for Batman. Batman is Batman. He's not the Batman. I understand that like the people of Gotham would call him the Batman because you know reasons they don't even they don't really know him they're not familiar with him and they did a really good job of that in this movie Matt Reeves is great he did the Kingsman movies he did a couple other things I think he did X-Men First Class or some, someone, someone whose name sounds like Matt Reeves did it if it wasn't him but I really like his directing, especially for the Batman. Even though um, I'm partial to Batman being Michael Keaton, and um, and yeah, the Penguin was the greatest. I think that was my most favorite part. Colin Farrell, like he melted into that role, like you. It wasn't Colin Farrell, you know, portraying the Penguin. It was Colin Farrell being that character. Like, you know, he completely transformed into a different person. Which was amazing. Which is, you know, he had to go up against everyone's impression of Danny DeVito's Penguin. Where he transformed into a Penguin. Like, he was a Penguin. Penguin man. But this one, he didn't do that. He wasn't like a penguin. He just had the nickname because he had a fucked up nose. And like, he kind of, his face kind of like squeezed into like a beak looking kind of face. And he was just, he was very Brooklyn, which was great. Like, he, that whole. This, the whole vibe you'd get from him was awesome, and I think, and they're you know they're giving him a spin-off TV show, which Peacemaker, that was great. That's another thing that happened while I was on a hiatus. Anyways, uh, Penguin, Catwoman was great. Riddler was really great. The whole, uh, all the riddles were fun, and they didn't, and nothing really dragged when it came to plot, but two parts really got me to, like, roll my eyes, and and I was watching with my nephews and, and nieces, and, uh, I was sitting next to two of them, and I think... I think they were kind of worried I was falling asleep because I just kind of nodded my head back and and I, uh, you know, obvious boredom. But it, uh, one of them was Catwoman talking about Falcone being her dad. That one I kind of eye rolled because um, it's kind of annoying. 
and you know for the sake of the story they make people related and but it at you know first glance I was kind of annoyed it's like the whole James Bond and Blofeld Blumfeld whatever his name is Dr. No they're brothers or cousins or whatever the fuck they are and they did that kind of thing already in Austin Powers where our Dr. Evil and Austin were brothers like uh, foster brothers and so I kind of had a bad feeling and then the way it played out was pretty cool like I, I enjoyed it it really added to the story and it led to my favorite moment of the movie was uh, when Batman hid in the elevator classic Batman hiding in the hiding above in the upper compartment of the elevator and then dropping down on the guy and then a whole f rate of bullets and then he just freaking just ripped through him the Darth Vader scene it was like Darth Vader in Rogue One where he just tears apart everyone with his Jedi with his uh, force powers no Batman doesn't have force powers but he he was that was really good and like John Turturro as Falcone was amazing he's such a good actor and just his sleaziness he was just he was great Paul Dano as the Riddler was great he was a real weirdo in, in only the way Paul Dano could be um, his performance it reminded me a lot of Bane and Dark Knight Rises like the voice especially the way they kind of made it sound where it sounded like he was talking through his mask so they upped the sound on him and he was talking like this Batman Bruce Wayne you're both the same kind of height I really liked him when he was talking, saying Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. That I think that reminds me the most of Bane. Only when Gotham is ashes do you have my permission to die, Batman. Wah. Um, his monologue was really good. The only problem I had, I didn't have a problem with, but. Um, when he was talking about, um, I don't know, it's kind of an ambiguous kind of thing where he's saying how, you know, we almost got Bruce Wayne, you know, you were helping me out. That was really good, the tension with Batman and Riddler about Riddler saying, oh, you're my partner, you, you, I led you through the city with all my clues and you put all my plans into action and then Batman's like no you used me no how dare you you're twisted and I thought you know that was that was a good Batman moment you know when you're watching these movies they're adapted from comic book universe not not adapted from a particular comic comic but it has the vibe of the you know like it creates its own universe using uh, the lore of the comics and I felt like they did that really well with 
how disoriented Batman was because he's new. You know, he's only been at it a couple years. He's, you know, it's sounded from how it appeared, it was his first time on a crime scene. You know, everyone, all everyone was just having a hard time him being a vigilante and and just also being badass you know they ask a riddle and it's like oh he already solved it because he's the smartest person in the room but like I don't know I really I like the performances I like the story I like the writing um, I only had you know those two little parts that dragged on and then the, like at the end where he's walking people through the water in slow motion. Like I understood the dramatic, you know, the intensity of what was happening and and whatnot. But you know, it's three hours. You got to put it in slow motion of him walking in the water. Oh my god! Other than that, um, some of the nitpickiness I have with it is just the fact that the movie itself was good and it's on par with Dark Knight and how well it was executed and just all the performances and whatnot. But another thing that was really good was the score and the music. So good. Like it you're you're it helps immerse you in the story with and set the mood and all and all the good good bits that come with scoring scoring movies but um, but when it comes to my Batman you know have to get all snooty about being the greatest Batman fan and my opinions better than everyone else's but um, the Batman that I hope to see in the future and maybe the sequel will change things, but I can't imagine it. Um, you know, it might have a Robin, and it might go into new territories with new villains. Like having Clayface, or Mr. the Mad Hatter, or Mr. Freeze would be cool. Or, uh, you know, any number of obscure kind of bad guy villains, that, but you know, still popular amongst even casual fans know Mr. Freeze. Of course, they know him as Arnold Schwarzenegger's ice puns. But aside from how this one was its own being, and like the Riddler was a unique Riddler that only Paul Dano really could pull off because he did it so well and owned it. Same with the Penguin. Uh, the Penguin I don't really have a problem with. He was great. And he seemed somewhat true to how the Penguin is in the comics. But my opinion, um, I really, this is just how I feel about the Riddler in the comics and what I like about him in the comics is his backstory. Because in this he draws inspiration from Batman. And it sounds like that might be where they're headed with these with villains in this universe 
is they're all going to kind of be created through Batman's actions. And that's kind of the dilemma in the comics is, 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 is Batman necessary because of, you know, the type of villains he has to face in the streets of Gotham and in the criminal underworld or are the villains a product of Batman upping the scale becoming a creature of the night and becoming vengeance incarnate or however you want to call them and so that's that provides a really good dilemma but then it draws away from you know how their origins are in the comics um, so this is my own idealization of the characters but the Riddler Edward Nashton which is one of the names on you know one of the passports he had which I thought was awesome because that's you know his alias in the comics not Edward Enigma although that is also his alias in some comics like it's kind of flip-flops but Edward Nashton was like his first one I believe but the portrayal you know in the comics his backstory is that he had a abusive dad and he was never good enough for his dad and it, he resented it because um, he just wanted to you know he was aspiring to make his dad proud and one of the things that he really liked was solving riddles and and knowing the answer because he told his dad that he solved a riddle or like he told a riddle to his dad his dad didn't get it and then he you know gave him the answer and then this dad poured on the adornment of how smart he was and then he became obsessed with being smart for that you know the for the admiration and for the adulation and for the just that feeling of acceptance and you know doing something right and so he became the Riddler because he did you know he started and I think he was being bullied too in school and like being smarter than the bully really helped him out in the you know in his street smarts and then he he became the Riddler and like committed crimes and not because he wanted to commit crimes but because of Batman he felt Batman was his challenge everything else was just so easy because he was so smart and then Batman came along and then he presented him with the challenge and then he, he did whatever it took to be you know be on the right side of the riddles and all the things that Batman was keeping in step with and so um, but that's one of the things that I really look for in Batman is the way that he deals with it with the psychological problems that all the people he faces how he wants to save um, save the city from the crime but he also doesn't want to kill anybody and he 
gives everyone a second chance because he feels like um, people can change. Like, he's proven right recently with Clayface in the comics. He's in part of the Bat family. Or at least he was. I, don't, I haven't been keeping up with it. But he's joined the team. And, uh, and it's just really nice and like something that you should look up to and Batman is treating people with respect that way and like a lot of it when his interactions in the comics and also a lot of this comes from the Batman animated animated series which was amazing um, and that's where a lot of my uh, a lot of my exposure to Batman growing up was the show, which is a you know great show to be experiencing growing up. But a lot of what I noticed with, um, and they were really good at keeping um, keeping it in continuity with all the episodes and and in the comics, as Batman refers to the people, you know, all the villains by their name because everyone, you know, thinks they're crazy and calls them their crazy, um, their crazy persona names like the Riddler and like Poison Ivy and like, uh, you know, all that. Harley Quinn And who else? Penguin, Two Face, Batman would always try to reason with them and would try to talk them out of whatever their scheme is. And would, you know, he was a master ne negotiator, and that's the one thing is you want to keep them on the same keel, on an even keel as, as yourself, and give them respect that they're which is probably causing them an, having an outburst you know so you going up against Two-Face he'll be like Harvey you know think about think this through what are you trying to gain what's uh, what's the purpose is it really worth it and like all that kind of stuff and I think that's kind of gonna be transfer you know what's what's used utilized in this movie series but, um, uh, it was good. I give it thumbs up and a wink and a nod, tip of my hat, um, slap on the butt, um, you know, all the good stuff. Give it a burp and a, and a sigh of relief and a, yeah, that was good. Good, good, good going. And then a fist pump and a, jump and click in your heels and then uh, when you get to the ground doing a karate kick spinning around and just like a overall whoop-de-doo that's my rating system um, I don't know what the other or what it's out of or uh, what what the other tiers of my rating systems are, but I'll figure it out as I go. So that's one of the things that 
um, with rating, with reviewing, a, to being a movie reviewer. I know this because I took film and literature in high school, so I'm an expert. But you got to have a catchy title with a pun in it. I think that's uh, number one on the list of being a movie reviewer. You also have to have a rating system. And you have to spoil the movie in your review. So if you're aspiring to be a movie reviewist, that's how you do it. Anyways, I'm looking forward to The Flash. Because it has Batman. It has my Batman. Batman, not the Batman. And I can't wait. It has Michael Keaton reprising his role. And I can't can't wait to see what they do with it. I really I like the Flash in the in the Justice League Zack Snyder version. We're not gonna talk about the other version. The only good thing about the other version was when they played the Batman theme and the Superman theme. That was pretty awesome. Another thing I was thinking is it'd be cool in the sequel to the Batman if they introduced Superman in like a secondary way, like um, you hear rumors about this this guy flying in the sky and like you know Batman's walking the beat because he seems like he's going to be a beat cop now or he like you know here's a here's someone on the street and they're like look at that and they're just pointing to the sky and they're like is it a bird is it a plane you know classic. And then Batman's just like confused because it's like, who is, what is going on? And it's Superman and it's like, oh my god. And it introduces this whole new aspect to the his, the universe because it seems like it's so grounded. You know, Batman seems like he could die in any moment, you know. He took that paragliding thing and then he his chute opened and pow, poo, pow. He freaking, he wiped out and he probably took him like a week to recover so yeah that was one of my big thoughts big brain time but that's it for this episode this episode not my the batman how do you like that title came up with it right now you know five hours ago but uh if you want to email me and tell me I'm wrong about Avatar or any other shit I've been talking about. Or tell me to tone my fucking language down. Get to me at Gmail. Uh, nationsfamouspod at gmail.com You can hit me up on Twitter, Nations21. Just uh, yell at me and be like, yeah, I like, I like the rating system. That's exactly what I did after the movie. You know, swish, slam, dunk, home run, out of the park, steal second, um, what's another, touchdown, field goal, yeah, shishkumba. So yeah, at me. Yeah, I'm on Instagram, it's my name, Zach Nations, Zach with an H, Zach Nations with one whole bird, no space, no weird special characters or anything. And I'm on Twitch, Nations217. Um, I, I want to do another Twitch soon. I've been playing Terraria on my Xbox Series X. Love it. Um, but I've 
been playing a lot of Fortnite. I think I mentioned that. But it goes without saying that I'm still doing it because I'm addicted like everyone else. But I want to play Terraria on uh, Twitch again. I did it like five years ago whenever I started doing my podcast. started doing a Twitch and I did one of Terraria. And I did a Twitch recently on Halo. Um, it was kind of boring. Terrible quality. I don't know. I need to work on figuring out how to make the quality better. Because I have a 4K camera. And somehow it recorded at like 380 pixels. So that's stupid. But I want to play Terraria and have some fun. Um, create a new world. I had a lot of trouble because I just... Uh, I played a lot when it, what was it, 2017 or something, 2016. I was just addicted to it. I created this huge world on my uh, Xbox One. And it's amazing. The problem is, I don't know how to get it transferred to like my all the other systems I play on. I don't think there's a way you can. Anyways. Um, yeah. Hopefully I'll be on Twitch and you can join me and be like, Hey, I heard your podcast. You suck. And then just leave. Uh, when I did it the first time, like some chick, Laura, I'll never forget her name, or her face. I didn't see her face, but, but man, she was like confused. And she's like, she said something. I said I'd never forget her, but I can cannot remember what she said. It was something like, what's, what's this? Like, what's going on here or something like that something about like just confused about what was going on I guess because it was like I had nothing like I had, it was a new build so I had nothing and I was just wandering around fighting slime talking to Brian I think that was his name you know the guide and just kind of doodle 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 doo and I didn't even notice when she popped up in the chat and so she probably didn't even hear me my reaction to what she said or anything maybe it was a he I don't know you're not allowed to presume people's gender anymore but we're not going to get into that but that's all I have to say about that I hope you enjoyed the show give me a email tell me if you did or if you didn't and what I can do to improve and, or if what I don't need to improve on that I'm doing amazing and that I'm funny you, you gotta tell me how funny I am if, with my rating system there's only one rating um, that in, in my rating system and you have to memorize it and repeat it to me in public the next time I see you. Um, anyways, this has been a Zach Nation's production. Uh, let the credits roll. I hosted this show. I being Zach Nation's. Zach Nation's uh, created the credits that I'm reading to you now. I'm not reading to you. I'm coming up with the top of my head. Um, I edited it. Edited it. Edited it. Uh, I made dumb jokes 
as writer, as the you know, Zach Nation's writer, Zach Nation's producer, Zach Nation's editor, Zach Nation's um, handler, Zach Nation's boom mic operator, Zach Nation's um, power turner honor, Zach Nation's assistant to the Zach Nations, um, and etc. No animals were harmed in the recording of this podcast. Um, special thanks to the city of Sacramento for allowing me to live here and not um, being mean to me and lifting the mandates. That was good. I don't have to wear a mask. Not China. And special thanks to Putin for not invading uh, the city of Sacramento. Other than, you know, you're just keeping it in Ukraine. I don't, that's not an actual thing. That's sarcasm. I don't like Putin. He's a big dodo head. He's probably listening to the, the one person in Russia that listens to this in Moscow. It's probably him. And he probably doesn't like me now. I'm sorry. This is what happens when you create, you know, problems for the rest of the globe. And uh, commit war crimes. The same goes with Hillary Clinton. But she didn't like hearing that either. Anyways, I hope I pissed everyone off. Oh yeah, I was going to, in the unaired episode, I was going to apologize because I had nine subscribers and then someone unsubscribed and I am assuming it's from the joke I made about um, the religious joke I made. And some people take that really seriously, and I didn't mean to be so mean about it. I don't, I don't want you to think I'm a bad person, but I really don't care. I dropped my screw. My screw's loose in my head. Anyways, um, it was just a joke about religion. I don't mean to be mean, but that's all I can be. It's just me. Now get out of here. Stupid son of a bitch. Come on. Alright. Um, I just killed a fly.